I recommend the book, Your View Matters, Personal Development Plan, to apply the information learned in this lesson to your process. For your copy, go to Amazon.com and type Larry Ife Plan in the search box. Scroll until you find the personal development plan. It will be the one with the dark blue wavy lines on it. It comes in two versions, explicit or base. And please make sure you select the right one. All right, the instructional part of your episode is about to begin. Hey, my name is Larry, and this is episode number 11. This episode is called The Dark Side of Addiction and Adoption. Like I said, um, life is a process, and when you have issues with habits and behaviors and certain mentalities that you want to change, the first step is being honest and open. Uh, This is episode 11. I think I talked about the first step um, back in episode number seven maybe but that's because this ain't no snack you know this is a I can make a whole meal out of this topic this first step is huge um so in fact let's just in fact that's what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and just make a meal out of this we're gonna sit down and put all this shit on the the table and go ahead and open up um this is the dark side so let's take adoption first I'll talk about the dark side of adoption that a lot of people don't see. Um, And once again, I use my scenario. So if you're an adoptive parent, don't think that that all your adopted kids think this way. They may not. It depends on if you have a boy or a girl and a whole bunch of other shit. So whoever's listening, don't take none of this shit personally. I mean, unless it's my, (laughs) unless you're my parents, of course, even then. You won't take it personally because we've talked through a lot of stuff. Speaking of my parents, I'll go there first. I'm black. My parents are Dutch, straight Dutch Christian reform. And for years, um, I just talked about this in some chat room too. For years, I, uh, when I got out of high school, I did not like them. It was, it was nothing personal. And it wasn't so much that I didn't like them, it was that I didn't like white society. Now that I'm out of high school, um, and I'm no longer under that protection, that that umbrella of, you know, that's, that's Larry, the white, you know, the black kid that goes to white high school. No, now I'm in the real world. And, you know, now I, I'm not the white boy, I'm called, you know, I'm a nigga, basically. You know, I, I get called nigga, I get called, you know, black boy, I'm, I'm all those things that I have to face all those names and labels I didn't have to face in high school, really. Um, So going into that world was crazy for me. And I was mad at my, once again, I keep saying I was mad at my parents. Understand this, there's a love for them that I have that that, that's can't be described. And I don't think I give them enough credit because I'm, because I get so focused or I was so focused on figure out who the fuck I was. I didn't stop and think about my parents' point of view. And matter of fact, that's gonna be something we'll be talking about at a later episode. But um, yeah, I was mad. Not, I was mad indirectly at my parents. I hated white society. Um, 
I, like I said, I hated learning about, especially the white church. I probably talked about this before. So you're probably like, Larry, quit fucking rambling. But I have to ramble because I hated the white church. And I hated white colleges. I hated white politics, white business, everything. And with my parents being white, it was, they kind of fit under that same umbrella of, of hate. Um, except they're my parents and I love them. So right there, there's a lot of confusion. I hate white people, but I love my parents. They're white. Um, now, how do you tell your parent that? For me, I wanted writing my parents a letter. Um, because they saw me being confused as well. One time, I, I was probably about 23 or something like that. Um, and I remember I grew a goatee out of beard. And my mom was like, Larry, I think you're taking this black stuff a little too far. Because <laughs> um, I never had a beard growing in high school. I was always clean shaven. That's what everybody was at my high school. They were all clean shaven. I hit the streets and it's like, oh, okay, I can, shit, I'm gonna let my beard grow out a little bit. Um, and it wasn't that my parents were saying, see, so, even, so even from your parents' point of view, if you're an adopted kid, you have to remember from your parents' point of view, it's different for them too. Society makes you pick your white or your black. And if you, if you get caught up in that game, you can get manipulated. Um, and your whole life can get thrown off and you can waste years. I'm 49 years old right now and I'm just now half getting my head out of the clouds of this whole fucking struggle of being black and being white to the point where I can actually talk about it and not get emotional and where I can be, you know, just have a normal conversation with my parents or with anybody. Hey, I'm talking to you guys right now. Um, so that's the dark side of adoption from a from the adopted kid's point of view is a hate. There's a lot of hate and you don't know where to target it. You want to target white people, but you can't because your parents are white. So who do you get mad at? Who do you blame for your situation? Do you blame your biological parents? Um, so a lot of that goes on like every day. Uh, some people turn to drugs. Some people, you know, do the suicide thing. Um, some people are stuck in therapy for the rest of their life. It's a it's a fucking vicious cycle. And if you're able to, I'm, I promise you, if you're able to take this first step that we've been talking about in the last couple episodes, if you can take that first step and just write all this shit down, if you write down a piece of paper, I, you know, even if you, write, even if you even if you write down, I hate my parents, just write that shit down. It doesn't fucking matter. Write it down. Process it later. It's it's a uh, you have a right to have certain feelings. If you keep them hidden or bottled up, your ass is going to crack under pressure. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to turn into like a schizophrenic person or you're going to be put on meds um, or you're going to act out violently in different ways and, and fuck somebody up. That has nothing to do with your situation, your mental situation. You're, you're going to be at a job and your boss is going to be white or a different race than you. And you're going to hate your boss and you're going to not like working there. And if your boss has one thing that you think might have been racist, you're going to go off on him. All because you didn't face the fact that you have an issue with uh, 
like in America, you have an issue with a large segment of white society. And once again, that's not, it's, it just gets fucking crazy. We'll unpack this whole thing later on. But the main thing is write all that shit out. Do you have, if you may have, you may be black or whatever nationality you are, you may have brothers and sisters that are different cultures. And you may not like them. Um, or you may be jealous of them. If you, it just write that shit down. You got me talking in circles here, trying to explain to you. <laughs> write it down. Um, just trust me. Write it down. That's part of the dark side. Oh, of adoption. Um, and sometimes, like for me too, when it comes to adoption, another dark side of adoption is it's hard to make bonds with people. You don't feel close to people because, well, for me, I didn't feel close to people because I didn't really feel close to my um, to my adoptive family. It was kind of like a, it's hard for me to get close to my adoptive family. Did I love them? Yes, 100%. Every brother and sister and mother and father I have, absolutely love them. But if you get caught up in the cultural game, there will be barriers. There can be barriers to communication. There can be barriers to how much love you can give a person because especially in America, you're supposed to love, if you're white, you're supposed to love white people. If you're black, you're supposed to love black people. If you're black, you're supposed to stand up for all black causes. Um, if you're white, you're supposed to stand up for all white causes and, and support white people. You gotta get past that point. You have to be able to see things from a universal standpoint. Once again, for me, the name Christian is in the title of the book. I dug into the Bible, and that's the route I took that helped me to not see black and to not see white. Um, it helped me love people in general. If I saw somebody wearing a um, uh, a fucking hood, a white hood, I would not care. We could be cool. I, seriously, I could be cool with somebody in the KKK. Why? Because I'm not scared of nobody, first off. Second off. They're human. They, a KKK person, I don't even know if they still exist, but if they do, a KKK person has a fucked up mentality just like I had. So they've got issues. And I gotta feel sorry for them, or at least understand, hey, you're doing what you were taught. I was doing what I was taught. And we're all affected by society. And we're all affected by society's views. The crazy thing is this. I just thought about this on the fly. This is pretty good right here, actually. Um, um, for real, this is pretty good. We were all taught by society's views, and what is society made up of? People. We all act like society is some fucking thing that's out there. Just like the government. Oh yeah, the government fucked us over. No, the government didn't fuck you over. Some people fucked you over. Some senators, a couple legislators, they fucked you over. Um, we're all people. People, people, people. Motherfuckers, we're people. I gotta stop cussing too. Um, yeah, I gotta stop cussing. Anyway, um, that's the dark side. That's a that's a snippet into the dark side of adoption. If you adopted as a parent, if you if you're the adoptive parent or the child, write shit down. If you if you're the adoptive parent and you feel like there's a there's something missing there, it probably is. Write down your feelings. You may have a love for your biological son or daughter more than your adoptive. Son or daughter, write that shit down. Face it, open it up, unpack it. Look, sit down, put it on the table, make a meal out of it. Um, all right, 
Dark Side of Addiction. Oh boy. I had to write all that shit down. And when I say all that shit, I mean all that shit. So, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. But I have to because you got to be honest and open. I Trust me when I tell you, I am not the only motherfucker that lets somebody use his car for some crack. <laughs> it happens every day in America. Trust me when I tell you. It, it does. Fucking cocaine sales make... I think there's probably like $100 billion worth of cocaine sales a year in America. I ain't got $100 billion fucking dollars, so it ain't me spending all that money. Somebody else is getting high as shit, too, but they just ain't talking about it. Um, so I had to write down the fact. I had to write down. I began to write down every incident. I started writing down incidents where I got high just so I could admit how low I would gotten. Um, for me, that meant, like I said, about my truck, I'm still, you can tell I'm pissed about my truck. Um, nice truck, four door, eight foot bed, nice fucking truck, new wheels and shit, new Kelly converter, yeah, but that Um, and if I ran out of crack for the night, I'd holler at my dude and be like, look, just fucking give me, give me $80 worth, man. Just use it for a couple hours. Give me $80, give me $100 worth right quick. And He'd be gone for fucking ever. And I've been in fucked around and smoked or sniffed my cocaine up in 15 minutes. <laughs> and now I gotta sit around for the next three hours till he decides to, or till whenever he decides to come back. And in the meantime, I'm unproductive as fuck. I just talked about being unproductive in the last episode. I'm sitting there just fucking staring at the fucking walls or looking at a porn or just doing something stupid or just going back and forth looking out the fucking window wondering when he's coming back um that's me I've done my truck like that I've done my friends vehicles like that um shit that's a hard thing to admit but I had to admit it because why because I did it um stripper oh let's not talk about strippers (laughs) Okay, no, fuck it. Okay, so for me, cocaine was tied into... Let me see, this message can be 30 minutes long. I'm at 14 minutes. Shoot. I was hoping I didn't didn't have enough time to talk about it, but I'm talking about it. Uh, For me, cocaine and strip clubs and strippers and all that shit was all lumped together. Um, And when I had stripper money and cocaine money and strip club money, yeah, Get me to a strip club. Give me the blackest one, the whitest one, you know, bottle of tequila, um, you know, eight ball of Yale, and send me to the VIP room. You know, and I didn't care that I was supposed to be sending money back home or paying bills. It didn't matter because I, when you get into addiction, um, I'm trying to beat around the bush here because <laughs> I don't really want to tell you guys this shit but I'm going to fucking tell you um, matter of fact I won't beat around the bush yeah so for me cocaine I love that rush of sex of um, it just your, your body releases endorphins I think it is every time you take a hit or sniff a line whatever your body releases endorphins that gives you a rush so 
I could, I was at a point in my life where I figured I couldn't have a real female, you know, and settle down and have a, you know, wife and some kids and a pit bull. Um, I couldn't do that because I was too irresponsible. So for me, my sex life and my life with females, my interaction with females was based on strippers um, and pornos. So, you know, I even had my favorite porno I would turn to, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's it's about to be showtime. I, me and old girl, we're going to go through it. We're going we're gonna to get together. You know, I, I know exactly what video, what page, everything. Um, having to admit that shit is crazy, but I had to do it. Why did I have to admit it? Because I let myself go down that dumbass path, and I did it. That's why I didn't admit it. You can't admit it. People, you don't admit something you didn't do. I'm admitting something I did. Why? Because if you don't, there's guilt, there's shame. Um, even I'll even go so far as to tell you this. With my porno addiction, for instance, geez, I can't believe I'm telling you guys this. Um, so I couldn't have a female that was my age because you have to be able to have a job. You got to bring something to this table. I could not keep a job for shit. Um, so a female my age would not want to fuck with me. So I began to, I would hang out with females that were younger than me, um, or, and so when I'm hanging out with females that were younger than me and we're doing drugs and hanging out like that, that transferred over to pornos. So I started watching pornos with younger females and that shit goes deeper and darker and deeper and darker. You start off watching, you know, just MILF, a MILF is Yes, listen, if you're old enough to watch this, listen to this podcast, you know, you know what a MILF is. So you start watching a MILF. Then you start watching, you know, a mom with um, her stepdaughter and some pool boy having a threesome. And after a while, that becomes, now you're just watching the daughter. And that becomes the daughter and her girlfriend having a threesome or whatever the case may be. And then it becomes, then you got the little sister who catches the daughter catches her big sister having sex with her boyfriend and I ain't watching the little sister and this fucking spirals out of control I'm here to tell you I'm telling you this because if you tell someone man I just get turned on by the young females and, and all this shit you get turned on by and by if you tell someone that they're gonna call you a fucking stalker a pedophile a freak um what's the other word creeper no that's some other word they're gonna call you a bunch of shit. And they probably could be right, I guess, but um, who's gonna admit that? No fucking body is gonna admit that. Well, I just did. Don't know why, but I just did. And I had to, I had to admit this a long time ago. Because that's what why did I have to admit it? Because that was part of me. That was a part of me that I had to face. So I had to face it. Now, um, once I faced that shit. Nobody can hold it over my head. Like right now, if I go out somewhere, if somebody said, hey, you fucking crackhead. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, I was. They call me a crackhead, a cokehead, a porn addict. Whatever you want to call me. It doesn't matter because I've called myself that and I've processed it. So that first step is huge. Matter of fact, I think there's probably really only one step. Um, and that's that first one. So, 
step out of the darkness. Um, even in the Bible, I don't care if you believe the Bible or not. You can have another saying from Confucius or whoever you believe in. For me, the Bible says something about the, the truth will set you free. And it also says something about um, something about the light, you know, go to the light. Something about being the light of the world. Um, and you can't be the light of the world if you guys are living in darkness. You can't help nobody. You're living in fucking darkness. So now you've seen the glimpse of the, into the bad side of addiction and adoption. And like I said, the name of this podcast is Dark Side of Addiction and Adoption. I don't want to end on a dark note because it was kind of kind of maybe gloomy. So I just thought about something. I'm gonna tell you a joke. I don't know if you're gonna like it or not. I can't even tell if you're laughing or not. Um, a friend of mine named Zach. Uh, his nickname is Easy. He had a joke, and he said a rope went into a bar and ordered a drink. And the bartender said, you can't be in here. I don't serve ropes. So he left. He went outside, the rope went outside, and put a hat on, tried to disguise himself, came back in the bar, tried to get a drink. And the bartender said, didn't I tell you earlier, um, you know, I know who you are, motherfucker. I don't serve ropes. Get out of here. So he got kicked out again. Third time, the rope goes outside and he frays one end of himself. So you have a frayed end and he goes back in the bar and the bartender said, didn't I tell you I don't serve ropes? And he said, I'm afraid not. See, that's a joke right there. I didn't know if you got it. He's afraid not. I'm done telling the fucking jokes. <laughs> Anyways, if you got that joke, hope you're laughing. I hope you're not in the fucking dark side right now. And if you didn't get the joke, um, fuck, go find one. Get in a good place. Get in a light place. You're headed to you're headed to the light side. Fuck, you're doing good. You're ahead of most people. You're admitting some shit that nobody, that a lot of people are scared to admit or don't want to face. Get off the fucking meds. Get off the drugs. Get off the alcohol. Get out the portals. You know, get your real fucking female or a real dude, whatever you're into. Um. It's time for all that shit. Time to enjoy life. Um, so, this is episode 11. The dark side of addiction and adoption. And, that is a wrap. Episode 12 coming up. I have no idea what it's going to be about. So, I can't even tell you what it's going to be about. I can't tell you what to look forward to. Just check it out when you see it. Alright. Alright.